right, Leadheads, we are back with another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. That's right, this is episode 277. We are trucking right along toward the end of the year here. I was hoping we could make it to 280. Uh, I don't think there's any way I'm going to be able to squeeze in three more episodes before the the end of the year. But that'll give us something to look forward to uh, next year. SHOT Show, actually, I think we'll definitely hit 280 before SHOT Show, maybe maybe right at SHOT Show. Uh, but I'm hoping to at least squeeze in one more episode after this one uh, before the end of the year. Got a few days left, but we'll see. We'll see how it works out. Uh, if you guys didn't get an opportunity, make sure you go back to last week's episode or the previous episode, 270, 270 this is 277, so that would have been 276 which was the Talking Lead AK Corner, where we had a phenomenal lineup of guests on that episode, part six of the Talking Lead AK Corner, presented by Pioneer Arms Corps. We had the legend Jim Fuller with Rifle Dynamics on again. Back-to-back AK Corner shows, which was phenomenal. But to even top that, he brought along with him Travis Haley with... Haley Strategic Partners, which was phenomenal. And then, of course, our good buddy Brian Keeney with Occam Defense. And we talked training. Uh, and specifically, you know, of course, it's the AK Corner. They were in the middle of a AK um, course that Haley was putting on. So really cool interview with those guys. A lot of information. Make sure you go back and check that out. So this week, we're going to continue the awesomeness and uh, education, you know, we like to like to educate our lead heads as well. We've got our good buddy Brian Osborne. He is the, over the LE division of Streamlight. So welcome in, Brian. Hey, thanks, Lefty. Appreciate having me. Yes, sir. We appreciate you joining us. It's been a while. Um, has it been over a year since you were on last? It's been almost a year. It was Shot Show uh, earlier this year. So my second appearance in 2018. Pretty cool. There you go, man. There you go. And and I got a feeling that you're going to kick off our, our new year, our SHOT Show also. Uh, so, yes. So Brian's got a lot of awesome awesome news from Streamlight. He can't tell you everything this episode, so that, that thus the uh, having him back on at SHOT Show. Uh, but we are going to talk the importance of having a flashlight for just everyday carry and your personal defense. So, That's right. Uh, and then we're going to talk about all the, the different varieties that Streamlight has available and some things that you can look forward to in the future. So before we get into that, we want to give a big thanks to all the sponsors of the Talking Lead podcast. Without them, you guys wouldn't be listening to us. At least you wouldn't be listening to us for free <laughs> like you get to do <laughs> each and every week. Uh, right on Optics, the official optics of Talking Lead. They have had just a blowout sale here at the end of the year that's the buy one get one free and that was like while supplies last so i don't think they're still running that deal but if you guys didn't get an opportunity you can still go and get some awesome deals Uh, check your local uh, dealers your local gun stores if they're not carrying right on ask them to uh, to get them in they carry a great range of scopes and red dots and of course you've heard me talk about the latest that they've got the uh, the new one to eight, which I'm absolutely loving it. They've got two versions of that. They got the tactical and they've got the hunting version. Uh, the two different reticles. Uh, one is the first focal plane, one second focal plane. So check those out. Right on optics.com. 
X Steel Targets. X Steel Targets. The best, most affordable AR-500 steel targets on the market today are X-Steel Targets. You guys can get in touch with Bud over there at X-Steel. And uh, they've got everything you need for your training, for your planking, for your, your hunting, your practicing, whatever it may be, long range. They've got it there. And if you don't see what you need, Bud can custom make those targets for you guys. Check them out, xsteeltargets.com. Caltech Weapons. They're our newest sponsor, so make sure you guys go and welcome Keltec onto the Talking Lead Leadhead Brigade family, and uh, check out their line of bullpups. They have got some amazing bullpups on there, and I've been promising to get Chad and the gang on, and we're going to uh, do a special show just dedicated to bullpups, so look forward uh, to that in the near future. KeltecWeapons.com. Modern Spartan Systems, don't just clean your firearms, optimize them with Modern Spartan Systems line of awesome gun cleaning and protective products that they have they've got their accuracy oil they've got their carbon destroyer and of course they've got the tvt engine oil additive brian this is uh this is stuff that's been keeping the old lead sled running i'm well over three hundred thousand miles wow i just blew out some brakes the other day (laughs) (laughs) and uh uh my first my first uh, cylinder job that I did was this past couple of days, and boy, was it a learning curve for me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I still think I, I beat taking it to the dealer to get it fixed. But <laughs> Good deal. That's a good deal. <laughs> but the time and headache that I put into it, I don't know. But the old TVT engine oil adage has been uh, keeping the lead sled running and will continue uh, until the wheels fall off, which I'm just going to keep replacing. So. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Check them out, com. So we've got a lot to talk about with, with Brian, and um, we want to – we want. it's been a while since you've been on, so tell, tell everybody about your background, Brian. Well, my background is involved in competitive shooting but also in law enforcement. So I started off as a competitive uh, skeet shooter back in the mid-1980s. Uh, ended up being a – Multiple time member of the United States shooting team, represented the U.S. overseas and World Cups, uh, skeet shooting and everything, trying to go to the Olympics. Very uh, cool. Lived it. I don't yeah, think we man. talked about that last time. No, we didn't talk about that. That that part didn't come up. Okay. Um, in fact, I, I lived at the United States Olympic Training Center for a couple of years. That's where Holy I met my shit. wife. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my wife was on the uh, United States Taekwondo team. So you don't Badass. want to break into our – you don't want to break into our house and, you, and I don't want to get into an argument with my wife. So, and definitely don't uh, try to steal their vehicles. We'll get to uh, that in a minute. Go ahead. Yes, yes we will. <laughs> so, uh, so that's where I got my, my background. Um, you know, started shooting at a, at a young age and, and got into the competitive side of things. And then, um, Oh, about 18, well, almost 20 years ago now, actually I got into law enforcement. I uh, started off as a reserve out in uh, Virginia uh, and then I moved back to Washington State to be closer to my family, got into law enforcement full-time. And uh, over the course of a dozen years, uh, I was a firearms instructor for my department, a uh, firearms instructor for the State Police Academy, and I was a, a sniper on the SWAT team and a SWAT guy for five years. Nice. Very cool. So, yeah, I have a background in everything. And I've done uh, competitive pistol, whether it be USPSA or IDPA, um, some long range stuff, 
kind of the whole gamut. Very nice. And now you're with Streamlight. That's right. And how long have you been uh, with Streamlight? I've been with Streamlight for uh, over five years now. Okay. Um, I, I manage our law enforcement uh, and sporting goods divisions out of the West Coast, so I kind of cover Alaska down to Hawaii. That's a good territory to have. It is. Do you get to, to Alaska and Hawaii very much? I try to. Uh, I usually get up for a law enforcement conference up in Alaska once a year, and um, I'll get down to Hawaii, which is really nice because that's where my wife's from. So we'll get down and see her family and uh, hit up Honolulu PD and call on a bunch of the agencies and, and guys down there. So that's cool. Try as often as I can. Yeah, it's good. Very cool. So uh, before we get into our discussion on training with uh, the importance of training and just basically having a flashlight on you for your EDC, uh, we want to we want to bring that jack wagon train in. So, uh, Gunny. <laughs> Roll it in. Hoorah, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. All right, so the train has stationed, and we've got a, I'm not going to say a boatload, we got a train load of Jack Wagons to haul off this week. And I always like to start with our guest, so we'll start with you, Brian. Who would you like to throw on the Jack Wagon train this week? Well, I'm going to have to throw out uh, all the guys out there that say too much light is too much. The lights have gotten too bright, but we can't stand them. You know, I hear this a lot in my line of work. I hear guys that are saying, yeah, a thousand lumens is getting too bright. You know, I, I'll go up on a traffic stop and the lights reflecting off of the guy's hands on the car or what? better <laughs> better yet. I, I hear this all the time, too. Um, I was clearing a clearing a building at, a, at an alarm. And, you know, I pulled out this light that's 2200 lumen and my goodness, it was just, it's, it's reflecting off the walls and it's blinding me. It's too bright. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. yeah. I, I've never heard that. I've never heard that a light is too bright unless yeah, you're on the I, other end of it, you know? <laughs> well, and that's kind of the thing, you know, if you're looking at what if the bad guy has a light and you have a light, well, yours has got to be stronger than his. It needs to it, be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But we also want to have our, our lighting environment be kind of like daylight. That's where we perform at our optimum. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm all about more is better. Yeah, if you're standing two feet away from a white wall shining 3,600 lumens of hate into that thing, you're going to blind yourself. <laughs> you're right. But it's, it's all about training and technique at that point. Exactly. So, That's what I was going to say. These guys that are complaining about it obviously aren't training with their, with their lights. So I would agree with you on that. So it's all, I mean, everything comes down to training to properly use your equipment. You know, just don't go out and buy something and then just start using it. You got to practice with it, you know. Absolutely. Test it out. So yeah, that's a, that's a good jack wagon. I like that. Yeah. So let's go to our, our first listener submitted jack wagon. And I am going to go to the emails with this one. And it looks like, yeah, this will be a good one. This fits in with the holiday season. So Jason, Jason E, Jason Edgar has sent this in. He says, I nominate the Cleveland-based radio station WDOK, Doc, WDOC, FM, for pulling a long-time Christmas song uh, for a few complaints for sexual harassment content in the song Baby, It's Cold Outside. I've heard, of, I've heard about this. I think there's a lot of radio stations that, that fell into this BS. Uh, I think it was just kind of like a social media Something went viral one day, and then all the radio stations just knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. They, they started pulling Baby, It's Cold Outside. 
1944 classic. Uh, it's been playing ever since I can remember, so obviously since 1944. Uh, and somebody's just now complaining about a sex, uh, sexual harassment content in this song. I don't know where they're getting that. I've listened to the song before. Um, and he goes on to say, I mean, really, if the guy gave up on trying to get her to stay, it would only be a 10-second song. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's his logic on it. Uh, but as I write this, the radio station has entered it back into the song rotation. Okay. Due to an enormous amount of backlash. Good for them, but still a jackwagon move. Yes, absolutely. It is a jackwagon move. And, you know, this is typical of a lot of businesses. You know, I'm not going to say, you know, uh, uh, liberal businesses, but, you know, um, conservative businesses are, are guilty of doing the same thing. Just knee-jerk reactions where, you know, maybe they get a, like I said, a, a viral social media, you know, broadcast or something on some complaint that some bozo um, post, and then they just automatically knee-jerk react to it. So, oh, we better, we better nix this or whatever, ban this. And that's what a lot of these uh, radio stations did. And I think, like this one, I think most of them were like, oh, this was some kind of bogus complaint or something to begin with. So let's well, put I it think, back on. I think you hit it on the head, too, when you said uh, it's a good time of year to talk about this. Well, that also brings up a good time of year to talk about these snowflakes. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. These, uh, these people are so offended by little things, and it is a knee jerk reaction, and then everybody else worries about the perception and how they're going to look if they don't do something so yeah it goes back to do your due diligence also you know look at the source from where this complaint came from you know see see if it's actually legitimate which you know, obviously this one's not right any song probably could be in some form or fashion considered sexual harassment i mean listen look at all these freaking rap songs and you know just any song there's this one song that comes on the radio station. It's an older song. I can't remember the name of it. Um, oh, it'll come to me in just a second. And every time it comes on, if you listen to the words to it, it is definitely an inappropriate song and probably should should be banned. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's Benny... I think his name's like Benny Mardonez or something like that. It's like, If I Could Fly. Hmm. You know what song I'm talking about? No, I don't think I know that. It's one. like if I could fly, I'd pick you up and take you into my. So I don't know. Anyway, I can't say. <laughs> but basically, it's this older dude that likes this underage chick uh, or oh, something. Man. I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> well, you know, it's the world that we live in. I guess uh, you know. Yeah. You listen. Listen to. But you know what I do? You know what I do when that song comes on? What's that? I change the station. There you go. Boom. Exactly. And it's out of my life. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Just like that. Uh, but I used to just I used to love that song. And I just you know, I would sing it or hum it or whatever, not really pay attention to the words. And then listen to the words, and I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> so uh, anyway, baby it's cold outside will live on forever. Uh even yes. even with the complaints from the snowflakes. So <laughs> So thank you for that submission, Jason. Uh, that was our, a good one. Our next submission, this comes from Facebook, and I want to give proper credits. So let me go up. And this is from Pierce W.J. Taylor. And uh, this has to do with New Jersey police won't rule out door-to-door -door enforcement of the mag ban that they've done up there. 
Uh, Pierce says, I'm, of course, skeptical that door-to-door enforcement is something on the table. Uh, Breitbart claims that New Jersey would not rule it out, but the article says that the state simply indicated that it won't discuss enforcement of the provision. Even so, can we add New Jersey to the jack wagon train or renew its ticket if it's already a passenger? Well, yeah, I'm sure New Jersey's on here. New Jersey politicians, uh, not New Jersey itself. We love New Jersey and love the people in New Jersey, but... You know, you've got some jack wagon politicians up there uh, and lawmakers. So definitely uh, you guys go check out this article. Um, it's by the one link he sent me is Breitbart. It says New Jersey police refused to rule out house to house enforcement of high capacity magazine ban, um, which I think is a complete waste of their time. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, we've all seen that these magazine bans and it does nothing to stop any sort of criminal activity. Well, it's also the way I look at this, too, is it's kind of sad that New Jersey is taking this tactic because, uh, you know, to literally go door to door and go into your house without a warrant. Obviously, that's a violation of the Fourth Amendment. Mm-hmm. So I, I think what they're probably saying is they would go door to door, knock on the door and ask if you have any to turn in or something. But I think they're using it more as a scare tactic, which is pretty, pretty sad. Yeah, that is pretty that is pretty sad. Um, it said Breitbart News contacted New Jersey State Police on Monday to ask how they plan to enforce the newly enacted ban. And so we asked whether they would enforce it on a traffic stop basis, checking magazines and firearms when they pulled over drivers for speeding, reckless driving, et cetera, or whether they would enforce it by going to house to house to check magazine capacity and firearms New Jersey residents kept in their homes, which, like you said, that would be a violation of the Fourth Amendment. Uh, the basis for the question uh, about house to house checks is that Americans always fear Second Amendment prohibitions will lead to knocks on their doors. New Jersey State Police refused to rule out house-to-house checks. Rather, they responded, we do not discuss enforcement strategies. So they they didn't even say anything about it. This is something that Breitbart is stirring shit on. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. You know, so um, I'm not going to throw New Jersey. Well, I'll throw them on for making that law, yes. Um, But for the house-to-house, that's all made up by Breitbart. Again, fake news. Yep. Yeah, that's the scare tactic coming from Breitbart. Yeah, so there you go. So thank you for submitting that one, Pierce. Um, I've got one, and uh, this just this just happened to us yesterday. So you know, this is the time of season where people travel, and uh, it's very busy, very hectic time of year. And you know, sometimes mistakes happen. So we booked a flight recently, and we thought we booked it to depart on. A certain day and we checked our our um, flight confirmation and it, it turned out that we actually booked it to depart on the wrong day mm. so uh, just one day difference so one day later than what we needed to to depart uh, so we contact delta to let them know the situation we're like hey you know don't know how this happened we could have sworn it was we had this date but you've got us down leaving the wrong day and they're like, oh yeah, well, you know, uh, we can we can change that, no problem. It's going to be hundred and fifty dollars per person <laughs> uh. to change it, plus an additional because we're using some points for these for these flights, plus an additional fourteen thousand something per person points. We're like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> <laughs> Why? This doesn't cost you anything 
to do this. If anything, it's going to make you more money because we've just freed up a spot to where you guys could, you know, resell this. You know, why charge us? Because that's what you're going to do. You're just going to resell it, you know, and mm-hmm. then you're going to make another 600 bucks or whatever. And uh, they're, they're like, well, that's the policy. I was like, well, how is that logical? Why do you do that? That's the policy. But, but <laughs> you know, we're like, that doesn't, that makes no sense whatsoever. All we want to do is change our departure date. And you have the flights available. We've looked. They're there. They're available. You know, you don't have, uh, it's not sold out. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't waive that $150 and additional 14,000 points per person. They're like, just wow. that's our policy. That's how we do it. And I, th- I think most airlines are this way. And this mm-hmm. is where they gouge consumers and customers because people have to, there, there are things that come up where people, one, inadvertently hit the wrong little button on the computer. You know, uh, I've yep. done that many times where uh, the little <clears throat> scroll wheel on your, on your mouse, you know, you just barely hit that and it'll, it'll thing. And if you're still clicked in that window, it'll change it. You know, I've done that several times and uh, they were just, they were just, what's the word I wanted? They were unyielding on this. And they're like, we're so sorry. Um, if you want us to change it, we'll change it, but it's going to be this. And we're like, okay, so what if we what if we just cancel our flight and then rebook it? They're like, well, it's still going to be $150 per person to cancel the flight. I said, like, wait a minute, you're going to charge us 300 bucks to cancel the flight? They're like, yeah, that's the policy. <laughs> this is ridiculous. So it's going to cost us $300 no matter what for this. I said, so what if we just don't show up for the flight? They're like, well, nothing. <laughs> I was like, okay, so if we just don't show up for the flight, then you don't get an opportunity to resell these tickets and make your money back because we're using points on it. It's not costing us anything at this point anyway. Right. Uh, they're like, well, if you don't show up, you don't show up. I was like, okay, <laughs> thanks. That's what we needed to know. Yeah. <laughs> so, Man. So, yeah, <laughs> that is uh, a huge, I would say, loophole in in airlines policies i mean because all of them do it to some extent southwest i think is probably um the best as far as when you change flights and stuff you know as far as not having the, the penalties and the fees and stuff but man did that get my blood boiling so i had to get yeah. that, i had to get that out um and that went longer than what i was expecting to talk about but <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it though my, my blood was boiling again so delta airlines welcome to the jack wagon train and uh, you're sitting up front uh, this week. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got we've got several more here. Um, just some some honorable honorable mentions. Uh, this is one that was sent in by one of you lead heads. Uh, the rap video leads to arrest of twenty accused of illegal weapon possessions. So kind of in a nutshell, they were filming this rap video outside of an elementary school, and the elementary school was letting out at the time, I guess. And uh, I guess there were some calls to the police because these guys all had their guns. So these 20 guys, they were, you know, posing with their guns. They were using them as the props in the video, but they were real guns. They were loaded guns. And no surprise, most of them were stolen or um, illegally owned. These guys all were felons, (laughs) supposedly. Uh, so the police were called out, uh, and then, of course, when the police showed up, everybody started dispersing. Um, so there's arrest warrants out for all these people, and they've got their name listed in this uh, this thing. This was in Houston. So you can go to um, Houston or just click rap 
video leads to 20 arrests or something like that. I wonder how close they were to the school if they were in that gun-free zone. Oh, I guarantee guarantee it. (laughs) Yeah. Guarantee it. But the fact, I mean, all these guys were were all felons anyway, and they weren't legally able to own a gun. So you see how that law stopped that. Exactly. Eh, Both laws. It didn't. (laughs) It absolutely didn't. Uh, let's see. I think I've got one more and then we'll move on. Well, didn't I send you a link to another one? Oh yes. Yes. This one, this is a good one. And this has been around for a while, but this is kind of the first time I've heard about it. There's a Harvard grad student who was forced to move out of her apartment because her roommates and, you know, as far as I know, there's still privacy laws, uh, intact but they went through her room while she was out of town um to search it for firearms and they found a firearm in her in her room they called the police this is all while she's gone she didn't know any of this is going on they called the police uh and the police said uh she legally owns those firearms so she's not breaking any laws here so then they go to the the landlord and uh the landlord when she gets back hits her with hey you either have to remove your firearms from the premises, make them um, inactive, or move out. So basically, like, remove the firing pan, lock them up, uh, so on and so forth. So they were giving her all these conditions that, that she would have to, but she legally owned the firearms anyway. She was <laughs> legal to own them. And the reason that her her roommate, and I'm, sum, I'm summarizing this story from what I remember, they um, she had a Make America Great hat again. Make America, make America great again hat, you know, one of those Trump hats in her room. I guess she may have worn it or something like that. Um, that was like the first thing, I guess, that intimidated her roommates, scared her roommates. Uh, and then there was something else is the reason that they gave why they searched her room illegally. I, I think it was because she was from Alabama. Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> she had the hat, and she was from Alabama. It was so like she must have something else. That is exactly that was a quote too. They said, "Well, you're from Alabama, so you must have a firearm. You must own a firearm." Oh um, boy! Here's what it says: It says, "When I asked them why they were in my room to begin with, they each came up with completely contradicting stories. But one comment struck me in particular: We saw that you had a Make America Great Again hat, and come on, you're." from Alabama. So we just kind of assumed that you had something. Roll tide. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so I hope this chick um, sues the hell out of these people. But what they were doing, what they were saying was like, okay, the roommates can move out and you have to cover their rent, which I think rent was like $5,000 a month or something, something ridiculous. Um, or you can move out uh, or you can... Uh, make your gun or get rid of your guns, or you can make your guns uh, basically inoperable. Take the firing pin out, separate it from the firearm, keep your ammo in the basement locked up away from the guns. I mean, just <laughs> insane, insane. And she's unyielding on this, and I hope she, I hope she prevails on this. So you guys go give this chick some support. Her name is Layla uh, Perny, P I R N I E. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of you have probably heard about this, but if not, um, go go just just Google her, and it'll come up, and you can see the uh, the bullshit that she's having to go through. A Harvard grad student, you know, this is a, this is happening in at Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so those are some great jack wagons. Thank you guys for submitting those. Brian, thank you for yours. That was you a, bet. That was a good one. What? Too bright of a light? What? Too bright. I've never heard of that. Again, snowflakes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that hurts my eyes. I'm blind. I'm blind. <laughs> All right, Gunny, get that jack wagon out of here. We got important stuff to talk about. So before we get into our next segment, I've got a guest caller, and uh, he's going to tell us some awesome things that are going on at Shot Show. And you guys are going to recognize this guy. So let's cut into that right now. Joining us now, all the way from his truck, <laughs> we've got the CEO of Antirus Alliance himself, Casey Betzel. Welcome in, Casey. Hey, Marty. How you doing? Good to talk to you again. Yes, sir. Uh, you and I just had a little um, little duo that we did on This weekend Guns not too long ago. We did, and that was a kick in the pants. I like that show. I enjoyed it. That was a good time. Sean does a good time with that show. I mean, thankfully, he knows what's going on with it because <laughs> just Sean, Sean's almost as fun as you are. <laughs> almost, almost. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a good time. I'd love to do that again. Um, that was fun. That fun was actually my rundown. Yeah, believe it or not, I mean, that's actually my first time I've done that show. I heard that. I heard that rumor before we started, and I heard that rumor while we were talking about it. I, know. I can't believe that's even true. I know it. I'll have to. I'll have to make that a priority to get on that show more often. Crash, <laughs> cra- crash, Sean shows. That's that's my yeah, there you go. 2019 there you go. resolutions. <laughs> we should be able to do that at shot. We should be able to crash a few shows there. I was going to say, speaking of 2019, we've got the the huge industry event coming up. Shot show, the the big fiasco known as Shot Show, coming up in Las Vegas, <laughs> and uh, you being the, um, uh, what's the word I want to use? I don't know. You could use a lot of words. I right know there. I could. Uh, I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna say the, the marketing genius that you are. Um, was it? Is this the third year that we're doing Antares Week? It's it's the third year of officially being Antares, and we had that kind of that precursor year where it was just a group of guys getting together and doing something, which yeah. you know, we kind of go back to heritage wise because that was really where the ideas kind of started to come together because we had interest from other people in the industry. Yeah, but I think it was a genius idea because everybody comes in early to, you know, get settled in and start setting up and doing all that. And they've got a couple of days, you know, these companies that, you know, they're not really maximizing the the dollars that they're putting into this the SHOT Show event. So you came up with the Interiors Alliance week and uh, it's grown exponentially each year. This will be the third year, uh, like you said, officially. And yep. And it, like I said, uh, it's it's going to be a blowout. So why don't why don't we talk a, a little bit about that? What what we've got set up each each day because you got something going on the whole week this year. Yeah, it's uh, we've we've almost we've kind of you know made this evolution a little bit every year, just kind of trying to cater to the feedback that we get and and try to be smart and professional and then not lose sight of why we started this. I mean, we started this concept really is a group of, uh, there's five guys that sat around the table having drinks one night talking about, you know, how, Hey, when I go demo my product to a law enforcement department, I need a whole bunch of other products to do that. So why don't we just be smart about that and strategic and use each other's products? It wasn't, you know, we all have our own companies. It wasn't a, wasn't a business, uh, thing. It was like, let's just be smarter, work smarter, not harder. And so, when it was born out of the shooting industry. I mean, I had the team never quit ammo line with snake river shooting products and, Ron Bellin with Reaper Outdoors and Dwight Settle and George Ford with his targets. And, you know, we just had stuff that 
that kind of fit together. And not everybody sitting at the table was a veteran, but most of us were. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we decided, Hey, let's get together at this, uh, this event that we had something scheduled for, um, for the team never quit launch with Marcus Luttrell at, at shot. Um, you know, it's, it's, that's four years ago. And, and we, um, we kind of asked these other guys to just come with us. Let's test this theory out. We did it. Like I said, it wasn't a business at the time. We just decided to work together and try to be smarter and strategic about getting our yeah. brand covered. Just there. a and, smart uh, bunch of ambitious guys got together and uh, came up with a great organization known as the Antirus Alliance. Yeah. And, and so now fast forward to now, we're, yeah. we're four years into this from then and three years officially as the Alliance. We were driven to, to, to found the Alliance as a company because we had such a response from the industry from from friends of friends and people it all it all happened organically we didn't we didn't necessarily sit down and go hey we got this great business idea let's go make this a business we were we kind of had the light bulb come on in front of us with people tracking us down and saying hey we would like to uh, work together with you in this community this network concept to um you know work in like-mindedness and and move forward so this year what all this is has culminated in is we've got um we're over 60 companies in the alliance now between nice. manufacturers, service providers, and what I call professional partnerships. Um, people like Texas Hog Hunters Association or Pacific Northwest Defense Coalition. There are already groups. There are already uh, organizations that are out there. FLIOA, who you and I both do a lot of stuff with, mm-hmm. they, um, you know, they're one of those professional organizations that are part of the network. And then it goes into manufacturers, firearms manufacturers and everything else. But what's been interesting is it's grown outside of the firearms industry because the commonality, the like-mindedness is what glues us together. So what we have is we have this group of 60 companies that, um, 60 plus, I think we're at now, that are um, like-minded in that they have a dedicated, measurable give back to veterans and first responders in some way, generally through a charity, right. generally through a percentage of proceeds or an event that they do or something throughout the year. Um, that's kind of the structure. So, so we decided that the best way for us to continue to grow our relationships and build our community was to hold an event. And as you said, we're, we're on year three of that officially, and we'll be out at Pro Gun Vegas. Now we've got stuff going kind of every day of SHOT Show um, in conjunction with, and obviously not in conflict with SHOT Show, because we've mm-hmm. got companies in the group that exhibit there, and we come there every year. This is right. my 13th SHOT Show. Well, like I said, and, it's a uh, nice compliment that that companies can take advantage of to help maximize, and, and the media as well, because some of the media guys like myself get out there earlier, too. And uh, Yeah, there's just, actually a number. I, I, it's surprising how many people... <clears throat> hit Vegas on Saturday because, you know, they want, if they're coming from a long ways, it's a, it's a relaxation day before they get into the thick of things, especially if they're yeah. a manufacturer, it's actually exhibiting. It gives them kind of a rest day to, to get into town. And you got a lot of the international folks will actually come in Saturday so they can deal with the jet lag before the show starts exactly. Tuesday. So, yeah. so we end up having this group of people who's on the ground on Sunday. Um, industry day is obviously on Monday. So we set our deal on Sunday to give people a chance. If they're hanging out with nothing to do, they can come out and spend a few hours with us and we'll be at pro gun Vegas. Um, we had 72 companies out there last year. I expect we'll be a hundred little over this year. Probably we've, we've built space for up to 175. So there's still room if people want to get in. Um, we've got a few range lanes even still open. Um, but we're, you know, it's already larger than it was last year as far as the number of companies represented on the ground. And and we've nice. got everything from 
live fire shooting companies, suppressor companies, full auto, exploding targets, that kind of stuff. Jewelry. On the fire side. You got jewelry companies. <laughs> yeah. Then you go to the non-shooting side and you've yeah. got coffee companies and you've got, we've got a barber coming out. We've really beer, beard care. We've got, um, Jen Mayran and her group doing custom jewelry. We've got credit card processors, website developers, and we've got a little bit of everything out there. And it's, cool. it's kind of a little different look and feel, but there's a, there's a commonality between them. And, and, uh, um, we've got our top sponsor this year is ammo Inc. Um, they do Jesse James ammo and the stealth and streak ammo and black ops ammo. Um, they were the platinum sponsor last year, actually. So they're returning this year to support the event. Um, we've got uh, purple monkey garage that's doing the after party sponsorship. And we've got, you know, buck knives signed up yesterday to be a sponsor. Uh, um, century product is back again. this Did year. you say yesterday buck knives? Yeah, Buck Knives. Buck Knives. That just happens to be the official lead quarters for the 2019 Chot Show. <laughs> so they informed me yesterday and invited yeah. me to come to the booth. And I said, well, I may or may not know Marty since he's part of the Alliance Network. So, <laughs> so I'll be, in, uh, be, I will awesome. be seeing you in the Buck Knives um, booth. And, uh, and you'll be seeing me Sunday, too. We'll be seeing a yep. lot of each other. Yep, yep. Because I so will be there Sunday. T and I will be there. We'll be there just in a, you know, as a, a supportive uh, capacity. We're not going to be setting up the show or anything, but there to shoot and play and have a good time. Yeah, uh, just basically run my my jabber jaw, which I'm good at. But uh, <laughs> but if any of you you lead heads that are out there, you know, if you're out in Vegas, how can they get? Can they can they come to this? Or is it just media and companies only? So the, the, the party that can come out to the range is media. And mm-hmm. I would say any media that's second amendment friendly mm-hmm. or Patriot friendly is absolutely welcome to be out there. And, and we do have a bit of a vetting process for the media. It's important that they have a follower base and that they can come out and that they have actually some work to do there. It's not just a fun day that there's work to be done there because we've got companies who've invested sure. money and time yeah. to be there. Um, buyers of any type. So international buyers, um, commercial buyers, law enforcement, military buyers, um, that are in that segment are welcome to come out. Uh, any right. Antares Alliance lifetime member can come. That's, that's kind of the, uh, the sneaky loophole for, um, for consumers that want to come out and have a range day. That's what I was up. getting at. So, so yep. you lead heads, if you haven't joined Antares Alliance yet, um, and there's only a limited number of these lifetime memberships that you guys are offering. And, there is, there's. Uh, a thousand total and we're over a hundred sold already and you're one of them I am. um yeah and uh and that group that group becomes kind of our secret uh consumer direct um consumer reports type group that gets to be part of the family and come out to these uh exclusive events so the range is not open to the public but we do have some things during the week that are so yeah um so that's range but so day, what i'm trying to drive we'll go, home and i know you got a lot to talk about but what i'm trying to drive home is you lead heads you go and sign up for the lifetime membership. It's it's not expensive at all. And talk about some of the benefits they get for doing that real quick. So the the lifetime membership is two hundred and seventy five bucks, and and it's really as far as lifetime memberships go, it's it's really on the low end cost wise. They get their standard member pack, their t shirt and their sticker and their PVC patch and all that stuff on the initial sign up. They also get a serialized challenge coin, which you have yours. Um, it's a it's a command. What's what's called a commander's coin. So it's the large, extra large coin. It's nice. It's got a serialized number on it, one through a thousand. So wherever you join, you get that number. And um, 
And then that, that, so you get your member pack. Next thing you get is you get the exclusive invite to these events that are close to the public around the nation. So if we have anything around the nation, open to the public or not, um, those lifetime members will get an invite specifically to those events. Um, and then they get between 15 and 30% off, I would say, across the board with the companies in the alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's everything from firearms to, to ammo to, you know, gun accessories, holsters, there's tons of stuff in the group. And so, you know, now, and that's a growing number all the time. And so when they, when they get into the, uh, the Alliance group, they get, um, discount codes to use at all those companies to get in and, and, um, get discounts. So, you know, they'll earn that money back with, with, they could do it on one order. if they Absolutely. Order and like you said, this is a lifetime membership. You pay this one time and you don't pay anything else and you get all these benefits. Plus you get to attend the, the awesome events like the try and buy in Vegas and they have a couple of other those uh, throughout the year in uh, different areas of the country. So let's say you plan yeah, on living to be, you know, another sixty years. You know that, that breaks down to less than five dollars a year. Come on. <laughs> yeah, and it's and you're going to get it back in value on the discount on the first order. with one one order, right? Exactly. So that's 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 kind of the deal that's out there with the uh, membership deal. They can use that on Sunday. They can show their coin and get in the door. Um, pre-registration can be done on AntariesAlliance.com. Um, scroll down the homepage, you'll see Alliance Week. You click attendee registration, they can attend to come out, um, register to come out. There is some exhibitor space left, so anybody that's on your sponsorship side or has a company, and the company does not have to be in the outdoor industry if they're a Patriot-owned company and they see value in coming out and being part of that community with yeah. us. Now, I know uh, a lot of you leadheads also have your own companies. I've had several of you reach out to me uh, and talk about things that uh, that you could do to take part, and this is this is something that you can do. Uh, especially, you know, the big long waiting list that, that shot show has, it's nearly impossible to get into that. This is an opportunity to get, uh, that media exposure, that crowd exposure, um, until, you know, until you can get, uh, get into the big shot show. So, uh, we would provide anybody who's a lead head, who's a talking lead listener that has their own business that sees value in coming out. We would provide them a 20% discount on a first year exhibition space. Um, wow check that out guys grab a table grab a range lane if that's something they need for their business our goal in our show is to have a patriot owned feel of companies people that are happy and excited to be entrepreneurs and business owners love supporting veterans and first responders uh to get out there and be in that community and and uh take advantage of the media and the buyers that come in and and are interested in seeing your products and um you won't find a cheaper place to uh to exhibit anywhere during shot show week and uh, if you're if you call me and tell me that you heard this on Talking Lead, we'll give you twenty percent off your table cost. That's awesome. There you go. So Dooley, Jeff, uh, Rob, um, um, uh, there's several of you guys out there. Get in touch with Casey ASAP because there's still time for you guys to get on board with this. And I mean, we've not even scratched the surface on what else going on. I interrupted you, so let's let's talk about what yeah, else they can no, expect. No sweat. Week. Sunday's the fun day. It kicks it kicks everything off. It gets us connected with those buyers and media. Um, during that day, we will be inviting all those folks to come and see us on Monday. Also, of which everybody that exhibits is welcome. Everybody, and this this is open to the public. So any leadhead that's in the Vegas area that wants to come in the door, uh, we will be at Stoney's Rock and Country from about 11 a.m. till probably 8 or 9 p.m. on Monday. Stoney's is normally closed. They're right next to Mandalay Bay. They're normally closed on Monday. They're opening the place up just for us. Oh, nice. And uh, it is 
it is kind of the place that all up and coming country music acts play uh, in Vegas. This mm -hmm. is the place that they go. So Sweet. it's an amazing venue. Um, the drinks are probably the best priced drinks in all of Vegas. You can still get a beer there for five or six bucks where it's about 15 bucks everywhere else. Um, there, I mean, <laughs> unless you're gambling drinks, 11. Yeah. Unless you're gambling hard, yeah. um, but, but we'll be out there for the day. We will be having an event called the Patriot pitch tank. The Patriot pitch tank is uh, like shark tank for the companies that exhibited the day before on Sunday. And so any companies interested in that, the window's closing on that. If it's not closed already, we we're working in conjunction with one of our partners um, called Pomp USA, the Patriotic Online Marketplace, is hosting that event. And uh, they're a partner of the Alliance. And so they're part of Alliance Week. And they'll have some really high-end judges, the founder of Tesla, the founder of Enlisted Nine Fight Company. Those guys are sitting on the judges panel. Um, there's a, uh, a billionaire. I need to be on that panel. Yeah, you do. There's a billionaire entrepreneur fun. coming from from California, and then they've got um, they've got he's actually got two secret judges that he's waiting on contract approval to be able to announce that he knows are coming, and their names that everybody knows. And so, as soon as we can say those, we'll get those out. You'll see them on social media. So, so be tracking that. And then during that whole day, we'll have the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association Foundation silent auction going on there, also known as FLIOA. You guys know them as FLIOA. So you hear about Flioa on this show all the time. Marty's yep. tied in with them, works with uh, with our buddy Bill and um, and their group. And they've got a great group and a great foundation that uh, does some amazing things for the families of fallen officers, uh, children's scholarship programs. There's just a, a number of awesome things that foundation does. Lots of things they do, yeah. So we, we will be uh, there raising money. Companies can donate stuff. Individuals could donate stuff to go into that auction. And it's it's obviously tax deductible. So if you've got something you want to submit, get a hold of us. Get a hold of Marty or me or or uh, Bill. If you have Bill's contact information, we'll be collecting that stuff. Talkinglead uh, at gmail.com, guys. Talkinglead at gmail.com if you've got something to donate for that. There's going to be some amazing things on that table. Bill's called me. We've been talking back and forth about some of the things donated. And mm -hmm. and a lot of the companies in the Alliance Group will be throwing products in for that as well. So um, it's a great place to get some really awesome stuff and uh, really support a, an awesome cause. So that'll be going on th through the day. Pitch Tank will be there. We'll be networking with our group. It is open to the public, so anybody that's in this you know, listening group, you're absolutely welcome to come. Please come see us at Stoney's. That's Monday. That's going to be awesome. Um, SHOT Show kicks off I will off be Tuesday. there, guys, so come to that. If you're, if you're in town, I will be there. SHOT Show kicks off, obviously, Tuesday, runs through Friday like it always does. Um, and what we, we have um, for our sponsors and our alliance companies is, is a hospitality suite that we've rented in the Venetian. Um, it's, it's not a place where we do meetings necessarily. It's a place for where in the evenings we network, um, as a group. So we come together as a group. We, we kind of do our follow up on the day. Um, if somebody invites someone up that they've talked to that day, then they can come up and we've got uh, a couple alcohol sponsors in the network, um, within the Alliance network that will be there. Gold star vodka and uh, trail distillery will both be there. Both veteran owned, um, nice. both doing some awesome things. They'll be there basically giving alcohol away for free. So that's never a problem <laughs> in Vegas um, or, or in a group of military dudes. Yeah. So it's, uh, they'll be up there. That'll be a good time. Um, we may have a cigar sponsor, so that may fit into the network there as well. Nice. Um, so that's a lot of cool things going on throughout the week and the evening. So we'll be up there every evening except Wednesday night. Wednesday night's kind of that 
final thing that's going on within Alliance Week um, that's, an, that's an official event, and that is the Special Operations Charity Network, SOCN, and Antares Alliance Benefit Concert. And, that, and SOCN is a 501c3, Antares Alliance is not. Um, we're a business, so we're wrapping, the, uh, wrapping these things into Alliance Week because one of our big missions as a collective group is giving back to charity. Right. So SOCN does their event every year. Um, we've partnered with them this year just to bring more awareness to that event. And SOCN was founded by um, by Richard Merchinko, which um, if depending on which age group you're in, you either obviously know who he is or maybe you don't if you're in the young group. But he was a founder of SEAL Team 6. Um, became if you're a military really history aficionado, you know who he is. Yeah, right. And if he, you know, he, he, he wrote a book, uh, Red Cell, talked about the founding of SEAL Team 6. Really, really interesting guy. He's now in his 70s, um, incredibly hardcore dude. And he found this charity deal really to, to pick and choose the charities that need to be supported because there's so many charities out there doing the wrong thing. And so this gives yeah. them the chance to say, hey, we're going to support these groups because they're doing great things. And so this year, the benefactors of that event will be the Gary Sinise Foundation, which I think just about everybody knows well at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Wheelchairs for Warriors, which builds uh, uh, specific mobility solutions for folks that can't get taken care of in the VA or have an issue. Have them with custom built for their disabilities. Yeah. Very, very custom. Um, very custom. Yeah. And then uh, Seal Kids, which is uh, an up and coming uh, charity that's focused on obviously the, the kids of fallen team guys or people within that Navy SEAL team network and uh, is tied in kind of the board group of, uh, of the SOCN. So three awesome charities this year that are getting supported. And then we're having a benefit concert that night. So it'll be uh, Scooter Brown Band will be headlining. They were just just came off the competition on Real Country. Um, they were on Travis Pitt's Travis <laughs> team. Um, they've got uh, their NRA country music, uh, Rolling Stone music to watch. They're, they've yeah. got a big list of accolades. And Scott, Scott, who's who takes lead of that, is a Marine Corps um, Iraqi war veteran. Um, they are the headliner. The openers for that night are really awesome, too. So we've got two of our alliance group there, Blackbird Anthem, which is Adam Martin. He's also an Iraq War U.S. Army veteran. Um, Nick Sterling, Purple Heart recipient, um, is part of the alliance group as well. And then Paul Handelman was a uh, U.S. Army Ranger. He's, uh, he's kind of opening the night for us, Padre Paul's one-man band. Um, they will be uh, they will be, be a great show to watch, a great night to spend. That will also be at Stoney's, who's sponsoring us this year on the Alliance Week by providing uh, two nights of venue for us. And, cool. um, and we'll be there raising money. And for the business folks, it's an unbelievable networking event because there's a ton of the Tier 1 community that shows up and turns out for that. Um, that is the event of the week that actually costs money because all the money goes to charity. You can go to standforamerica.co uh, and and pick up a ticket for that. There's limited space um, available at that venue. So if it's something that sounds of interest to you, it's an amazing concert night. Um, it's a great networking night. It's a fundraiser night. There's a chance to win great items there as well. Um, emceed by our buddy Birdman and... Um, We'll we'll be having a blast at that event on Wednesday night. So yeah, that's a week that's full kind of, of the layout for uh, Alliance Week this week this year. Yeah, a week full of uh, awesome events taking care of our law enforcement, our military, just uh, awesome. So you guys uh, go to Antares Alliance's website. Antares, it's A N T E R I S A L L I N C E dot com. Uh, and you can get more information on them there. They've got a Facebook page. Is that open to everybody on the Facebook page? 
Yep, yep. There's a public group called Pillar of Patriots. Um, pillar is obviously the the English word. Antares is Latin for pillar. Um, the idea is a group of people working together to do more than we could separately. Thus, the strength of the pillar. That's where the Antares word comes from. So, Pillar of Patriots public group is out there. Antares Alliance business page is there for where we talk about a lot of the business stuff. Um, we've got an Instagram. We've got Antares Business Solutions for the service provider companies. We've got Antares Alliance General page for kind of everybody on the on on the Instagram side. We've got an events page. We've got if you type it in, you'll find us because I don't think anybody else is utilizing the term Antares for anything right now. Right. So and and for those that want to get in touch with you directly and talk to you about their company joining up with the the Antares Alliance, what is that? Probably the easiest way is is via email info at antariesalliance.com. They can also um, fill out the contact page at the uh, Alliance website. That'll get that'll get to us there into one of the board members, and um, we'll be getting back to them quickly. Obviously, it's a quick turn now for Shot Show, so um, but there is still space left. We're working our butts off to cater to everyone we can. The objective is uh, you can never have too much patriotism. So if you, uh, right if you fit in that category, then uh, get a hold of us, and we'd love to have you be part of it. And then, real quick, talk about the the other events you've got coming up for 2019. Yeah, so 2019, 2019, October, we're already in works in working on the big October event, which will be our biggest event ever um, at Gal- in Galveston, Texas, at the San Luis Resort. San Luis Resort sits right across the street from the bay um, in Galveston, Texas. So you go to Galveston Island, San Luis is in a beautiful location. There's three hotels there. The Galveston Convention Center sits there. There's 13 restaurants. It's kind of this all-inclusive spot almost. And we're going to be hosting the Pillar of Patriots Festival, Galveston, Texas, there nice. uh, with some huge sponsors. And uh, and this is a Patriot-focused event. So it's there will be a lot of outdoor companies there, of course, um, because we kind of came out of that industry as, as the core. But we will have a lot of companies out there in a lot of different spaces. Um, 250 10x10 10 10 spaces up for sale for that. Um, that will be going on uh, sale here shortly. Uh, you'll be able to book hotel rooms for that in the next week or so already. Um, obviously, limited space for hotel rooms. There's 700 hotel rooms there, so mm-hmm. once they're full, they're full. Um, but 200,000 veterans we're going to reach out to in the Houston area. Uh, we we It's the last week of October, so our night ends with a big mega concert on Halloween night. Sweet. and uh, Costumes, optional. Costumes, if you want, absolutely. <laughs> and if people want to... Uh, um, you know, people are into motorcycles. The mm-hmm. the uh, Lone Star Rally actually starts that Thursday oh, and goes cool. through the weekend. Lone Star Rally is is number two only to Sturgis in America. That's seven hundred and fifty thousand people come this year, Huge. and they will be kind of kicking off as we end our event. So it rolls into Lone Star Rally, which is obviously very pro veteran. Yeah. We're looking at flyovers. We're looking at people jumping flags out of airplanes. We're looking at major speakers each night of the convention. Um, we, cool. I can't, I can't give names yet because we don't have them booked and I don't want to, I don't want to er- yeah, yeah, erroneously yeah. throw a name out, but very, very high profile speakers and a very, very high profile concert acts. I'm, I'm working hard right now to kind of lock in somebody that everybody's absolutely heard of and would love to see in concert. And, um, no guys, it's not going to be me. Sorry. That's not, not Sorry. Marty, although Marty will be there. <laughs> we'll make sure Marty's there. So, but it sounds like no, a hell of an be, event. It's, it's going to be a blast, man. It's going to be a great time. That is open to the public. Um, we'll have our business to business piece every morning from nine to noon, and at noon, it's going to open to the public in the convention center and let people come in and see products, uh, see stuff that out there from the Patriot-owned company um, yeah. Spectrum. 
So very cool. And uh, that's in October, so you guys got some time to plan and and uh, save up for that. It'd be a, be an awesome event. Casey, this is uh this is great, man. I'm really looking forward to uh, all the things that are going on in Vegas this year with you guys, and being a part of that and uh, helping out Flioa. Definitely our good buddy Bill over there at Flioa. It's an awesome organization, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what you got going on with this uh, this Patriot p- Pitch Tank. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We got a lot of young companies throwing their name in the ring yeah. there to to get a product out, and 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 they're pitching in front of. It, the judges sitting there, well over a billion dollars in assets for as far as business people goes. Wow, they um, they know their stuff. They have money to invest. It could it could go a lot of different directions. Yeah, um, it should be a lot of uh, a lot of fun. We'll be hanging out and, and doing our thing, and and we want to fill the place up with great folks and the Patriot side, and just um, have a heck of a good time. So thanks to uh, thanks to you, you Marty and Talking Lead for always you know being part of the Alliance Network, obviously, and just always supporting the cause here, man. Absolutely, man. It's, it's our pleasure and uh, it's our, our duty. We feel it's our duty to do that as well. So you leadheads, make sure you go support Antirus Alliance, whether uh, it's it's going to their uh, Facebook page, liking, following, uh, signing up your business. That's definitely the best thing that you can do. I know a lot of you guys have your own businesses that are, that are listeners out there. Uh, it would be a great networking opportunity for you you would do yourself a disservice if you didn't at least call Casey or email them to get more information about it. Casey, we'll be there. Yes, thank you so much for taking the time to be on. And Always. Uh, we uh, definitely will have you on again in the upcoming few before the October, definitely, because we want to get more information on that, on all the big names that you got coming up for that event. And I'm sure some other things will pop up throughout the year. We will have uh, we will have a bunch of announcements to make with regard to the uh, the October event hopefully by shot show and if we can talk about any of that stuff we'll we'll do it in the booth together because you know talking lead is the show for exclusive absolutely it is (laughs) (laughs) all right guys uh we're gonna uh, let casey go he's got a lot to do and uh, we're gonna get back with more on our show with streamlight so brian we want to talk about the importance of having a good reliable bright flashlight yes (laughs) implemented with your edc and your training I mean that that's kind of kind of the I mean it says it all right there. Yeah, uh, I think that just I mean, ends that ends the show. But I mean, what, what <laughs> why? Let's 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 bring the why into this. Why do you need light? What does that help? I mean, we're that's we're good, gonna break it down to a first grade level here. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we need to. Um, the important thing to remember and, and why you need a good bright flashlight for EDC is you know something that you and I have talked about before your training environments, where you might be shooting, where you might be operating in the real world, quote unquote, mm-hmm. indoors and outdoors, you know, you're, you're either life, indoors or you're outdoors, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're either indoors or you're outdoors. And a lot of people would say, well, yeah, and it's also going to either be light or it's dark. And the thing that we oftentimes forget is you're going to need that flashlight in a light environment, just as much as you probably would in a dark environment. One of the things that uh, that I learned pretty quick in my law enforcement career is if I was going up to do a building search in the middle of the day, it's really bright outside, but as you're looking into a structure, it's really dark in there. So I was using a flashlight during the day all the time as well. So it's pretty important in all those different environments to have a flashlight on you. Um, you know, one of the things that I do too is I'm a big, big believer in the two is one, one is none. Mm-hmm. So 
I've got a flashlight in my pocket all the time, uh, and I have a weapon-mounted flashlight. Uh, I personally carry a, a Glock 43 most of the time mm-hmm. with a Streamlight TLR6. The new and, 43? Yeah, those are very popular nowadays. Yes, they are. Uh, if I'm going into places like downtown Seattle and I think I need something a little more, I might roll with a, uh, a Glock 19. <laughs> uh, or Glock Houston, 19. around the elementary schools. <laughs> yeah, around the elementary schools. Yeah. If I'm going to be on the set of any uh, videos that are being filmed. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So I'll go with something like uh, a Glock 19 with our new TLR seven, uh, inside the waistband, nice 500 lumen light on the weapon. Nice. But the, the big principle too, is not only the environment that I'm in, but we also have to remember there's been a big shift in philosophy over the last several years with law enforcement, but also with citizens. Cause mm-hmm. I'm just a, I'm a regular Joe now too. And that's how we use a flashlight to search or to defend ourselves. It used to to be, you know, like on a high-risk traffic stop, we'd be pointing our firearms at the suspect and giving verbal commands like that. And if you had a weapon-mounted light, that was your light source. Mm -hmm. You know, gone are the days of that because there was people that were having negligent discharges and uh, some suspects that got shot unintentionally. Yeah. And we really have to abide by one of those firearm safety rules, too, which is, you know, don't point your weapon at something you're not willing to destroy. And so a lot of times now when we're searching or if we're given verbal commands, we've got that that weapon at a low ready. Right. And so that prohibits us from using the weapon mounted light to be searching with. And so we need to use that handheld light. So I like I'm a big believer in that the uh, the handheld light is for searching. And the weapon lights for fighting, right? Um, certainly use both for the same for you know for the fighting portion of it, but we try to discourage. Um, you know, and I can see the um, the philosophy behind that. It makes perfect sense. You know, again, don't point your your firearm in the direction of something you're not willing to willing ready to shoot, um, right. and that makes perfect sense. And plus, you've got more you know more versatility with a handheld where you're able to get some different, you know, better angles, you know, at the same time where maybe you've, you've got your firearm trained on something else that you need to keep it trained on, but yet you need some light over here. Uh, so it gives you a lot better versatility, in my opinion. You know, it makes sense as, as to why that somebody would do that. Yep. But it all I comes agree. down to training, you know, train with the, uh, the setup that you've got. So if you've got the weapon mounted, you know, then you need to train with that. You need to be very responsible, um, you know, with yes. how you use that, and that comes with training. You have to train, 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 train. And there are many places where you can go and get good training like that. Um, and practice, you know, not just training, but practice. So once you train, then you also want to practice that. So yep. um, like we were talking last episode with the training, you can do training at home, you know, in your house. Just, you know, again, ensure the weapon is safe, unloaded. Your ammo is in a separate area of the house away from your firearm uh, and then you can practice your dry firing along with you know the usage of your flashlight absolutely yeah i mean that's one of the things that i really recommend to people too is you're used to your environment in your home when the lights are on uh and some people are pretty decent and adept at getting around adapt at getting around their house in the dark but practice in the dark practice waking up 
you know, imagine that you're waking up at 3 a.m. to the sound of your car alarm going off outside, kind of like I had this morning. <laughs> That's right. We forgot to talk about that. So uh, this is also this also makes the jack wagon train. So we'll uh, we'll catapult this jack wagon uh, to to Gunny so he can catch him. But uh, <laughs> somebody was kind of trying to carjack you this morning, right? Yeah, some uh, <laughs> some knuckleheads came through my neighborhood at 3 a.m. this morning. Uh, they actually stole uh, my neighbor's car. Oh, shit. Uh, and they, yeah, they stole the neighbor's car, and they had a U-Haul truck, and then they were driving down the street, breaking into other cars. And uh, they woke my neighbor and I up as they were stealing my neighbor's tools, and they were using a shaved key uh, to get into my wife's Suburban. Oh, my so gosh. They, they opened the door to the Suburban. I got it on, on surveillance camera. They opened the door to the Suburban. It set the alarm off, and they took off running. Oh my and, gosh. Uh, of course, I went out there ready to uh ready to blind someone with 3600 lumens of fury <laughs> and uh, I got I got my neighbor. So that was pretty good. <laughs> Scared your and neighbor was, to death. Yeah, he was pretty impressed with the uh the lumens with the with the Streamlight Protec HL5. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they they got away. They haven't caught him yet, but luckily uh they dropped most of my neighbor's tools, and uh, they didn't get away with my wife's vehicle. But they did get the did get the neighbor's car, yeah. so I hope they get caught. Did they? Um, were they gone before you got out? Yeah, they were gone. Okay. My neighbor actually uh, was chasing them down the street on foot, which I don't recommend. <laughs> no, but that's probably not a good thing. No, I mean if they're running, they're running. You know. Yeah, yeah. So let them go. Absolutely. Um. So you know. The odds are they'll be back. Oh yeah. Statistics show that they will they will they will be back. Yep. So you'll be ready for them, I'm sure, no doubt. Oh, absolutely, man. I'm getting my ghillie suit out and I'm sleeping in the bushes too. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I hope you catch them though. But this time, right. you know, again, this time of year, um, you know, break-ins, robbery, theft is at a at a high. This is Yeah. This is when uh, they strike more often than not. So Everybody be on your guards there, but you know, uh, all the more reason to have a nice bright light as well, because that's going to be typically enough to scare these guys off. Like you said, you know, yeah, you know, absolutely. They're just there to do a, a quick, you know, grab and grab and run, snatch and run, whatever they call it. You know, they don't want any, they don't want any resistance. So first, first sign of any resistance that they're going to meet, they're going to run. You know, so a yep. loud noise a light that comes on, you know, a nice bright security light at your house, you know, a motion sensor light, those, those will work good too. Um, but yeah. You know, and we talk a lot in, in the industry for flashlights now that, you know, it's also a good defensive tool. Uh, you might be in an area like that gun free zone or, or on an airplane where you can't carry a firearm to defend yourself, but you know what? TSA lets you carry a flashlight through security, you know, put it in your check, put it in your carry on bag. And when you get through the checkpoint, pull it back out and stick it back in your pocket. Nothing that prevents you from carrying a flashlight on an airplane. You know, um, I was curious about that. I was going to ask you. So, so flashlights are okay. You can carry those on your, you have carry on with flashlights. Is there any limits or rules on the flashlights? No, there's none. In fact, there's been a couple times where I've traveled for work where I've had a backpack with a, a half a dozen or more flashlights in there and a whole bunch of CR-123s. And the only limitation on any of that stuff is you can't check lithium batteries 
in the cargo compartment of the plane, mm-hmm. but you can carry them on onto the plane. So yeah. the philo- philosophy being that if there is a fire from a lithium battery, they want it in the uh, in the passenger Cabin. compartment where they can get to it to put it out. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. So, so it's a you know it's a good defensive tool. You can blind people with it. You know if you if you had to, you could use it as a striking instrument. Um, luckily, I've never had to do that on an airplane, but I have used I have used my flashlight on an airplane three times now in the last five years for medical emergencies. Oh, I, I fly okay. I fly quite a bit and. Uh, there's a, there was one guy that went unconscious, passed out, fell on the floor. There was another guy that had a heart attack and all this stuff was going on with the lights out. And so I pulled my flashlight out, got it to a flight attendant. We were able to help treat these people. So it's cool. uh, you never, you just never know when you're going to need something like that. Well, you're, and then you can cauterize the wound too, because it's so bright. Yeah, it's, no, that's, I'm, that's just right. kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But that, that brings me to our, our next, um, topic on this is, you know, what should somebody look for, you know, in a, in a light, what's in importance wise, you know, brightness, size, runtime, easy use, power source, price, you know, the different well, modes, weight. Yeah. I think a lot of that is personal preference. Um, what I would look at first probably is the size of it and the light output, depending upon what your use is. Uh, for me personally, an EDC light that uh, my favorite EDC light that I carry now, I have two of them, but my favorite one is our new uh, Protec 2LX. Mm-hmm. And the 2LX is a 500 lumen light. Uh, and the cool thing about this thing, man, is it, it sits deep in your pocket with the clip that we have. And it's a dual fuel light. So if you're someone that's looking for a flashlight and they're looking for something that's going to be not only cost effective up front because it's it's pretty good a reasonable price, mm-hmm. but because of the dual fuel option, you're going to save money down the road. So we what's make, the dual fuel? What do you mean when you say dual fuel? So when I say dual fuel, I mean that the flashlight will run off of either two CR123 lithium batteries or our 18650 rechargeable battery. Nice. Now, 18, yeah, 18650s have been around for a while. Um, it's essentially about the length of two CR123s, a little bit larger diameter. Yeah, and, and that's that's the one that I, I'm carrying. Uh, well, I'm, I'm carrying the Protac HLX, Yeah, which it has the rechargeable, uh, that battery that you're talking about, the 18650. Yep. And I really like that, that feature because you get two of those and you can keep one charged up all the time. Um, but the, the charge on it lasts. For a lot, I mean, I haven't had to recharge this yet, and I've had it. You know, I've been using it for oh god, two months, three months now. Yeah, they they they're a lithium battery, so the the parasitic you know drain on these things is is super slow. It's going to be pretty comparable to a CR one twenty three. Yeah, and with and with our new eighteen six fifties, what we've done is Streamlight has engineered the micro USB port right into the side of the battery. Mm-hmm. So you don't need a charging cradle anymore to charge these batteries up. The charger is actually built into the battery. You just plug in a micro USB cord into this thing and charge it up anywhere you go. Yeah, it's the it's the exact same charger that I use for my cell phone. There you go. You know, so uh, I don't have to get a specialized charger or anything for it either. It's the I, And I've got an Android, so it's not an iPhone. It's not an iTunes iPhone you know, yep. that bullshit that they come up with that's specific for their phones. It's ridiculous, man. I hate, I hate, 
that's why I don't use Apple crap. You know, they're just so <laughs> they're so exclusive. You know, they try to make their stuff so exclusive. It's just ridiculous. Um, but back to the streamlights. You know, like I, I am carrying the Protac HLX. It's a thousand lumens. Yeah. Uh, but it is it's a handheld, and I would call it more of a compact handheld. Yep. Really easy to put in and out of my EDC bag. Really easy to put in my pocket. You know, clip it into my pocket. And it doesn't take up a lot of real estate in my pocket. And that's a yeah. I, I, I'm really digging this light, and it's got the uh, the strobe, the dim light, and the bright light. So it's programmable. Correct. Yep. We use our uh, ten tap programming feature in there, so you can go there and. If you don't want strobe or you don't want low, you can uh, 10 tap that thing and, and take those modes out and just make it a high beam flashlight. Right. Uh, and if you want it to come on low first, you can program through that with 10 taps and make it come on low first if you want. So there's a lot of features that are in this. It's, uh, it's one of the number one flashlights in law enforcement right now for a belt carry light. Uh, officers like carrying that thing as their backup or their searchlight that they can carry on them. Yeah. Good, so, good tool. so the and now is this one a dual fuel also? That is okay. Uh-huh. Okay, the, awesome. HL, the HLX will run either two CR one twenty threes or uh, the eighteen six fifty. Very cool. So, and what I was going to point out about that is, you know, for you disaster minded kind of people, you know, when disaster hits and being prepared, that's awesome for that because you know, what if all the power's out, you can't charge that thing up again. Then you know you keep your uh, your one two threes on hand, boom, and then you got your light, yep. and that's something you know you always want to keep on hand too. Is whatever fuel that your light is using, you want to keep extra of those on hand. Yes, just for emergency. my other my other light that I like using lefty is the, uh, the we call it the one L one double A. It's a real tiny little pocket flashlight, more of a subcompact flashlight, if you will. Yeah, um, about the but size it's awesome. of a of a uh, 30, I was going to say 30, 30 around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is a dual fuel light as well. But what this one uses is either a CR 123 or a AA uh, battery. Oh, okay. So it's kind of cool because you get 350 lumen out of the CR 123. And if you're on the road somewhere, you can't find 123s or, you know, you're at a, the only place you can find them is a camera shop where they want to charge you like 10 bucks a battery. Yeah. Just throw a double A in there. You know, it drops it down to 150 lumen, but 150 lumen is still pretty bright. Still when gives you need you some it. light. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so let's talk about, much. let's talk about all the different types of light that Streamlight has. I know you guys have the handheld, you've got the weapon mounted lights. Talk about the different uh, options that you guys have out there. Well, we have, uh, you know, we have kind of our classic line of handheld lights, which is the SL20, the Stingers, the Stryons. Those are uh, more of our duty lights that, that law enforcement uses. Uh, but we also have the Protec series of handhelds, which a lot of cops use and a lot of people use for EDC. Uh, what we're really known for is the, the like the TLR series, the pistol-mounted lights, the mm-hmm. rifle-mounted lights. Uh, those rail lights that were introduced years ago have really – kind of taken the shooting world by storm and it's um one of the best lights out there that you can get so we have uh, a whole series of the the tlr lights now the tlr1 the tlr2 um three and four which are compact lights talk um, about the compact lights 
Yeah. Well, think, a got, lot of people, those are real popular. And I, that's what I use on my, on my guns. I use the, you know, the real compact stream. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we have our streamlined, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Form fitting <laughs> to the, yes. to the guns, you know, they're not sticking out, you know, some of those stick out, you know, beyond the barrel. Um, but yeah, so you, you guys have really done good on, you know, minimizing that, bringing them back in flush with the gun. Yeah. Uh, this last year, uh, at SHOT Show, we introduced the TLR seven and the TLR eight. Uh, those are a compact pistol light that what we really tried to do, just like you were saying is bring the bezel of that light back even or even behind the muzzle of the pistol mm-hmm. so that people can actually run this thing inside the waistband, conceal carry, and still have a really bright weapon-mounted light. Right. <clears throat> what that's also done is uh, we've been able to – our engineers came up with a pretty awesome design that's brought the width of that light in so that instead of using two CR123 side by side, you're just using a single CR123. It makes the light narrower and you don't have as much, you know, as much that you're trying to conceal in that real estate that's pretty limited inside your waistband. Right. I was going to say <laughs> so, that really helps with the holster also. So your holsters aren't having to have that extra, you know, taking up that extra space on your side or in your, you know, on your rig or whatever it is. So. Yeah, it minimizes the size of your holster now too. Yeah, if you've ever tried carrying an inside the waistband with a full size pistol, <laughs> the TLR one, man, you better get a pair of pants that are about three sizes too big because right. it's it's not easy. Yeah. Uh, but with this now, it's uh, and I know a lot of guys that are doing strong side carry or appendix carry with this light, and it just it doesn't feel any different from mm-hmm. carrying the gun without a light. Well, you know that's the way I carry. I carry appendix. And, um, you know, with that longer light, cause I did carry uh, one of those longer lights for a while. And then I got the, uh, the flush ones. Uh, it's just, you know, it, it, it'll jab you right in the groin, you know, it'll, oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're not careful, you'll crush <laughs> your, your nutsack with it. Uh, that, you know, that definitely, definitely has helped improve that as well. Uh, but the power that, you know, you've, you've made them smaller, but you've kept the same power too, you know, which is key, you know, keeping the, yeah. the, the same looms. Or, Absolutely, or made them even brighter. You know, some of them in some cases. Yeah, the uh, the sevens compared to our threes and fours are really a step up in light performance. So, yeah, I would really encourage your listeners to check out that that beam pattern as well. Uh, I can sit here and tell you all day long about how great it is, but even myself, you know, with my background in in SWAT work and everything, the first time I put one of those on a pistol and I looked at the beam pattern in in the dark, I was pretty darn impressed. Our engineers really did a great job on that one. Yeah, definitely. Now you guys have uh, you've got the weapon mounted lights, which you guys definitely need to go check those out for uh, for you um, concealed carry for you uh, people with your concealed carry. You know that's definitely a must that you want to uh, put on your gun. Uh, you uh, for your rifles, you guys have you have the rifle mounted ones as well. You know that people can yep. put on their ARs, their AKs, you know whatever it may be um, that they're carrying. But you also have you've got headlamps, you've got lanterns. Um, we do. We, we run the whole gamut. We've got a wide variety of headlamps, uh, rechargeable ones, ones that run off alkaline, ones that run off CR-123s. We have headlamps that are putting out a 1,000 lumen. Um, wow. And, yeah, so you have a variety of, you know, do I want super low output for a really long runtime? You know, so you can get a headlamp that's putting out 20, 30 lumen. Mm-hmm. Or do I – am I in a specialty area – 
like a you know an arson investigator or something and i want a thousand lumens to light up this scene while i'm looking at something yeah. you know there's there, there's the whole gamut what's we the most have, powerful light that you guys make that's a tough one actually to look at because when you're talking about light output we have lumen and candela okay uh, so we have we have lights that, that's a good topic let's yeah let's let's yeah, talk let's, about the difference in those absolutely so lumen, uh, which is the kind of the number that gets thrown around a lot today, is the measurement of light output right at the lens of the light. So we take a flashlight, we screw it into this light sphere that measures the light output straight from the LED or the, the bulb. Uh, we, we still make a couple flashlights that use uh, like an HID bulb, uh, but most of them are LED now. So we'll put it in there, get a number off that machine, and that's our lumen output. Our candela is the measurement of light downrange. So specifically in our factory, we measure that at 100 feet. That's the standard. Um, so you're you're kind of checking that hot spot in the center of the beam and see how far it'll throw and how bright it is downrange. Mm -hmm. So back to your question, we have some flashlights that are, you know, 3,600 lumen, uh, but they're a flood, so they, they'll go out a little bit wider. Right. And then we also have uh, a light that's... Um, I think it's 3,600. I'm drawing a blank. I'm pretty sure it's 3,600 lumen for our HID light box. But this thing is like a pencil beam of light that goes for miles. Like a laser. So <laughs> it's kind of a backup light uh -huh. uh, that guys can use it either in helicopters or I know a lot of people use them in prisons as their backup searchlight. But it shoots out this beam of light that is just like, oh, man. It's like a laser beam cutting through the sky. It's pretty amazing. Right. That's cool. That's so, got that candela. So would the candela be the, the beam pattern as it goes out and spreads out? It's, it's, a, more, of the, it's more of the pattern and the, the tightness of the center mm -hmm. that's allowing you to throw more light further downrange. Gotcha. So yep. you can either concentrate it into a single focus point or you can open it up and then spread it out and then... So yeah, we we don't uh, we only make one light that allows you to change the beam pattern on it. Mm -hmm. um, but what because what we've done now is with LED technology is we've gotten really good with our reflectors at providing the end user with a beam that has both. Mm -hmm. So you've got still a lot of light on the periphery, but you've got a tight center beam. So then it just it boils down to what does that end user want? Does he want a light that's going to be able to shine four or five hundred meters? Or does he want something that's really wide that can cover a bad guy in his house from head to toe? Mm -hmm. Right. So lots of lots of options, man. Yeah. So that you know that's the thing too is different lights for different situations. You know, you've got you guys have them here. You yeah. Know, pretty much anything you can think of that you need a flashlight for, which you know, one flashlight, yeah, is good, but at the same time, you know, like I said, your flashlight on your weapon, the handheld, it's good to have both those. You know, for a good Absolutely. prepared um, um, concealed carry person. So, you know, have one in your truck, have one in your house, have one on your weapon, have one on every weapon. Uh, yep. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with that either. So with these with these different lights, you know, there's a light for every situation. There's a light for different environments as well. You know, so cold weather. How do how do these lights perform in cold weather? Because a lot of people are concerned about you know the battery getting zapped. Well, that's one of the great things about uh, having a dual fuel uh, flashlight, especially something that's using lithium. Mm -hmm. uh, the lithium batteries perform excellent in cold weather. Cold weather alkalines uh, tend to get affected a little bit more, 
But one of the uh, one of the areas of the country that's in my territory is Alaska, and I've had the opportunity to work pretty closely with guys from uh, Alaska State Troopers, guys up in Fairbanks where you know it's well below zero most of the time during the winter, and uh, these things just keep performing like crazy. They do a fantastic job when they're sitting in a patrol car overnight. Uh, so they do great. A lot of it's about battery selection. Mm-hmm. Uh, so having good lithium made in the United States lithium batteries, it's going to keep that thing running in all sorts of types of weather. Yeah. Well, it just comes down to that. Be prepared to have an extra, you know, have extra fuel for your, for your light. Absolutely. So, um, you know, we just talked, we've been talking about standard lights here. Now, do you guys have like infrared ultraviolet, uh, lights as well? We do. Um, we have a couple different models uh, with UV on there. Uh, pretty important in our industrial division because mm-hmm. uh, guys can check for fluid leaks and uh, different things like that, either in mechanical stuff or in factories where they're they're checking for leaks like that, that the UV is important. Yeah, I was going to say, we talk also, about why somebody would use one of those um, different type of, uh, of light sources, ultraviolet, infrared. Sure. Uh, ultraviolet's pretty big in uh, crime scene investigation. It obviously makes some things uh, illuminate that you wouldn't be able to see with the naked eye. Mm-hmm. Hunting, um, hunting. Uh, you know, I don't know. I've never tried that. I haven't tried a UV light. Look for a blood trail. Yeah, I haven't tried that on a. I'm, I imagine it would work pretty darn good though. I'm going to do that next time. Yeah, I know, I've heard of people that do do that. You know, they they you know they make the shot, but it doesn't doesn't kill them, so they got to track it. Especially bow hunter, you know that that happens a lot. So, and if it's low light condition, say you you know it's close to the dust time when you get it, and then it gets dark, and you still got to track it and find it. Um, right. That UV light, you know, for the blood trail. I, I heard of it. I heard of a new one. Yeah. I heard of a new one the other day. Uh, a friend of mine, his dad was looking for a really nice rechargeable UV light, which we make because he he searches for specific uh, shells that are located, I, I want to say like on the coast of Scotland or something like that. And, <laughs> really? and, you, and you can only find them with UV light. So this guy came to us looking for, uh, for one of our UV lights UV to light. find this stuff. Very Just, cool. Yeah. Kind of neat. I've never heard something like that before. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's probably all kinds of uses that we can't even think of. So that'd be a good, uh, a good thing for you. Leadhead send us in, uh, some, some alternate ways that you've used your UV light. There you go. Unconventional, maybe we'll say. And I don't want to hear about uh, hotel rooms. <laughs> <laughs> well, the IR stuff—that's um, something that you're, you know, the listeners are probably a little bit more familiar with, just because of the use of uh, night vision goggles, mm-hmm. or, you know, odds. Um, we do have a very wide range of IR products, from IR illuminators, IR lasers, and combinations of those in several different capacities that incorporate white light and IR light or IR laser. Mm-hmm. And talk um, about how that works real quick for our sure people who don't so, know what infrared is. Yeah, infrared is it, all it is is a light spectrum that uh, the naked human eye cannot see. Uh, so the military and uh, SWAT teams and law enforcement will use night vision goggles, and uh, the ambient light is magnified, and it also picks up infrared light. So you can use the IR to illuminate dark spaces, see in those dark spaces and not be detected because no one uh, without NVGs, they can't see it. So pretty, uh, pretty powerful tool, especially with our military right now. And uh, Streamlight makes a, a number of lights. Uh, one of them 
is issued out to the Marine Corps. It's called our, our uh, Sidewinder Compact 2. And uh, Navy pilots also use our Sidewinder. Mm-hmm. Uh, the benefit of those is you have multiple different light outputs. So you have white, red, green, and infrared. So those guys, the, the Marines that are getting issued that Sidewinder Compact 2, they can use that IR to either illuminate an area when they're using their NVGs, or they can put that onto a uh, an IR strobe and utilize it as a IFF, identify friend or foe, and or friendly force to uh, illuminate themselves to helicopters that are looking for them or, or anything like that. So pretty wide variety of uh, of uses for those IR products. Right. Uh, I was just I was trying to think of some civilian uses for that. <clears throat> Hog hunters. There you go. I know a lot of dudes that like hunting hogs, and uh, they'll they'll be using NVGs and IR lasers. Uh, pretty popular thing right now. So yeah. it's a huge, huge use for those. Yeah, we did that down in uh, down Texas with our good buddy um, Nick, uh, yeah. Beastmaster Hunting. We went down there and we did some of that. So, yeah, that's one I think of right off. That's definitely a good use for that. Of course, where it's legal. Yeah. Yes, correct. Okay, so Brian, talking talking about infrared, there there are some myths associated with infrared that that some people may or may not be aware of. Now it's time for the talking lead back to fight the myths with Brian Osborne of Streamlight. What are some common myths of infrared? One right off yeah. that I that I think of is that a lot of people think that it's you know infrared is radiation, obviously, but they think it's harmful, which that's not true. It's because, not because you know we get infrared day in and day out through the sun. We're getting that's right. getting bombarded with it every day. So every object emits and absorbs infrared naturally without harmful effects. So if that was a concern of yours on infrared, it that myth has been busted. Uh, some people think that it uh, it or that infrared radiation is heat. Uh, infrared radiation is electromagnetic energy that can be used to generate heat. So that's the difference there. Absolutely. Yeah, I've heard that before that people are talking about uh, IR is dangerous, you know, give you cancer. It's <laughs> It can burn your skin, everything else. If you think of IR, the IR light spectrum is the same thing. And, and the reason some of the people think that is because there have been uh, IR lasers that have damaged people's eyes in the past. That's very much true. It can do that. But so can a visible laser. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're concentrating an incredible amount of light. And if it's shooting into the eye, uh, either, either an IR or a visible can damage your eye. The reason that people have that, uh, that myth or that concern about IR is because if an IR laser is shooting into your eye, typically the person that's getting that IR laser in the eye, they don't know it because they can't see it. And then all of a sudden their eye starts to burn and hurt. And that's where you start getting the damage is because they're not able to close their eyes and turn their head away mm-hmm. like they would if there was a visible laser shining in their eye. Right. So real, which is really no different from, you know, the damage that a visible laser would do. So, yeah. And another myth is that the environmental conditions such as the weather, temperature, things like that have no impact on the use of infrared, which is wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, they play a, a huge uh, part. Uh, they have a huge impact on the um, uh, the performance of infrared. 
says that the conditions of surroundings will have a big effect on the transfer of the infrared radiation, i.e. humidity would affect that as well. Correct. And if you, again, if you compare that to standard uh, visible light, it does the same thing. If you're in a foggy environment and you turn on a white light, you're going to get a lot of reflection back mm-hmm. at you. And same thing. If you're in a foggy environment and you're looking through a set of nods, you turn them on and uh, you turn on a, an IR illuminator, you're going to get reflection coming back off that fog. So yeah. same thing. That humidity can affect any any of those light sources. That's a good uh, a good point because you know a lot of people do experience fog in their areas where they live, um, some more than others. Is what what light source is good for use in fog? So there, what you want to do, uh, similar to what the firefighters do, mm-hmm. um, we talked earlier in the show about candela and lumen. Mm-hmm. If you if you have a wide beam pattern, it's what it's going to do is create more surface area of, of reflectivity that's coming back off that fog, and it's going to blind you more. Mm-hmm. Fire firefighters, we have uh, smoke cutter plugs and everything that they can put in their their flashlight. And we create a flashlight beam that's extremely tight and a large amount of candela so it penetrates through that fog and and that smoke. And that's basically what you want to do, too, is if you're in a foggy environment and you need a flashlight to illuminate something, you know, you got to, one, get a tight beam that's going to cut through that. And then, two, you almost want to hold it off to the side or down low or up high somewhere not so close to your eye so that you're not getting that reflectivity straight back into your face. Good point. Yeah, definitely. All right. So guys, get your, get your lights and go to Streamlight and get your lights because they have pretty much anything, everything you need there at Streamlight. Is it just Streamlight.com? Streamlight.com. You can check us out there. Uh, We don't sell direct off of our website, but you can definitely get pointed to a local distributor in your area or any online retailer that carries our product. Yeah, but that's a great place to go and see all the different varieties that they have. Uh, Absolutely. Kind of focus your search down and then go out and uh, hit one of those retailers for the the light that you guys need. Or you could just take part in the Talking Lead, Streamlight, Buck Knives, Fleoa, EDC pocket dump rewards program that we're doing Yes, (laughs) (laughs) that we've mentioned in the last couple of shows and we've had no one participate in this yet, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm extremely disappointed in you lead heads. I I understand that it's, you know, the holiday time of year, uh, weather, you know, maybe playing a part in some of this and, you know, I understand that's okay. Um, but it's real simple what we're asking you to do. And, uh, if you want an awesome, Streamlight, you know, we're giving away the uh, the ProTax HLX, uh, like I talked about. There's a couple of different versions of those that we've got. We've got the the, the Buck Knives. We've got the uh, Defy Watches Battlefield that we're giving away. We're giving away five of those. So five of you leadheads are going to get that set of products. And all we're asking you to do is go out to your local law enforcement, uh, fire department, uh, your your first responders, and visit them at their at their their offices. Is that what you call their stations? You call them stations, don't we? Yeah, stations or offices. Yeah, and just introduce yourself. Be polite. Don't be intrusive. Just say, "Hey, wanted to thank you for your service for our community. Really respect and appreciate what you're doing." And ask them if they will take a selfie with you. 
in front of either the station or inside. They usually have like their logo or whatever there. What, what are what are they're not called logos? What do they call them? Insignias. Yeah. You know, they're, emblems insignias. Yeah, they're emblem. Um, and I guess we might we might need to change it to where they don't have to go down to the station. Maybe if they just see one out in public. What do you think? Should we should we open it up to that as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think you're you're probably more apt to get some good interaction with an officer or a firefighter out on the street anyways, running into them at a coffee shop or something like that or grabbing their lunch. Okay. So, so, sometimes they're not at the station because they're out on the road. So. Right, yeah. I, I think that's good. I like that too. Okay. So we're going to open it up to that since we've not had anybody submit this yet. But I really wanted you guys to go down just so you'd know where the station was. You know, so that that's why I was kind of insistent on that. But anyway, so we've opened it up to that. So if you just see see uh, one of your uh, community sheepdog out there, take a picture with them. Don't again, if they're eating lunch. Don't be a douche and you know interrupt them during their lunch. <laughs> but just ask them. You know, thank them for the, their service and say, hey, uh, mind if I take a selfie? I want to post it on social media. You know, some departments may have rules against that. And if they say no, then just be cool about it and walk away, okay? But post this on Instagram, post it on Facebook, and we want you to tag Streamlight, Buck Knives, Talking Lead, and FLEOA is, you got to do FLEOA, F-L-E-O-A, Bill H, uh, is who you're tagging on that. Uh, They don't have a social media, but but Bill does on Instagram. Uh, And then hashtag all, all of us as well. And hashtag EDC Pocket Dump. Uh, and since nobody's done this, I'm gonna I'm gonna change it from EDC Pocket Dump to EDC PD. I think that would because um, there's like a million uh, EDC Pocket Dump hashtags. There's a bunch of those, so it's gonna make it easier for us to find you when you make these posts. But you have to go and like and follow Streamlight, Buck Knives, Talking Lead, Fleoa. And we're just trying to make this a rewards program for you listeners. So I haven't really advertised this on any of the, the social medias because I want to reward you listeners, people who are actually listening to the show. So that's why I've not really made any social media post on this. But uh, that's it. That's all you got to do. And you're going to get somewhere close to $300 worth of product. And we want you, you sheepdog, to take part also. So if you're out at lunch and you're out in the public, take a selfie with you and civilians um, as well. And you're eligible for this as well. So the civilians and our law dogs, uh, fire department, EMS, you guys are eligible also. Uh, but again, I don't want you to do something that's against, um, uh, department policy to get your ass in a sling. Don't, don't want you to do that. So just make sure that when you're doing this, you're doing it all above board and you're not getting yourself in trouble. That's right. That, that's all right. We're just trying to, to enhance, interaction between the civilians and our law dogs, you know, and our sheep dogs. So, I mean, we may be stirring a shit pot. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, anyway, that's what you got to do. So we opened it up a little bit. uh, So you don't have to actually go all the way down, but we would prefer it if you do to the the station. If you just see one out in public, um, do a selfie. All right, guys. So we hope you got a lot out of that segment. Hope you uh, got some some little nuggets to uh, take with you on your your EDC flashlights. And uh, Brian, where can again one more time? Where can everybody find Streamlight on social media, website, everything like that? 
Yeah, you can check us out on, uh, on streamlight.com. And you can check us out. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, under Streamlight Inc. So go there and check out all of our good stuff. Very cool. And, of course, uh, as we alluded to earlier in the show, they're going to be at SHOT Show. We're going to have Brian on. They've got some 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 news that they're going to drop on you, Leadheads. Can, can you tease them a little bit on what they can expect uh, um, from that? I can tease you a little bit. Tease us a little bit. Dual fuel. Uh-huh. Some more dual fuel goodies. Yeah. And green, because green's easier to see during the day. Yep, the green, color green. The color green. The color, the color green. Nice. Okay. So that gives yep. you guys a little, wet your whistle a little bit for uh, what we're going to talk about at SHOT Show. Very Absolutely. Cool. Coming up at SHOT. So again, make sure you guys go and thank all our sponsors of the show. Right on Optics, the official optics of Talking Lead. Modern Spartan Systems for all your gun cleaning uh, supplies and needs, and even your your engine needs, the TVT engine oil additive. They've got those. The best, most affordable AR500 steel targets on the market today are X-Steel targets. Go check them out, xsteeltargets.com. And then, of course, Caltech Weapons. You guys want to get some awesome firearms. They've got them there at Caltech Weapons, the Bullpup. they got the KSG, the RDB, the RFBs. So for you 308, you 556 shooters, uh, the the bullpup platform is really awesome. Can't wait to get those guys on, and we're going to talk more about the benefits uh, of using a bullpup rifle uh, and then the offerings that they have. And, of course, they've got just very innovative firearms out there, like the the Sub 2000. You know, it makes a perfect truck gun, 9mm, 40 caliber, and it just folds up, goes into your backpack, fits underneath your seat, makes a great truck gun, hunting gun, um, just a fun, you know, everyday plinking kind of gun, too. The uh, Keltec Sub 2000. Check them out, KeltecWeapons.com. And of course, you guys want to get your official talking lead swag. You go to 1776united.com, you get our t shirts there, you get our lead head brigade patches, and our, our leadies. The Evil Black Assault Mugs, the Talking Letty, better than a Yeti, keeps your drinks minutes colder and hotter than one of those snowflake Yetis. Get yourself a Talking Letty at dip123.com forward slash Talking Lead. And I know a lot of people have already loaded up on those for Christmas gifts. I've been seeing your posts on social media. So thank you guys for getting those. And we've got we've got a new version of that coming soon. We're working with 1776 on that logo, so stay tuned for that. That's coming soon. Well, Brian, that does it for another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. Thank you. Again. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for being on, man. I know uh, you're a busy guy. We've been trying to get you on for a while now, so thank you for taking the time to be on. I know it's all my pleasure. the Leadheads appreciate you guys, you Buck Knives, Leoa, uh, putting up those awesome prizes for the the uh, EDC Pocket Dump Rewards program that we're doing with you guys. Uh, thanks for taking part in that. I know we're going to get some participation. It, this is this is completely unlike our Leadheads. They are usually all over these these giveaways that we're doing, these reward programs. Uh, I just think it's the, the time of year right now. So. Uh, I expect to see participation soon, Leadheads. Yes. Yes, yes. Brian, uh, wish you a Merry Christmas. I uh, probably won't talk to you until till the new year. Merry but Christmas to you too, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. 
And uh, you leadheads, make sure you go check out Streamlight. Check out all the sponsors of the show. Uh, support support everybody that makes this show possible for you guys. Bring it to you every week. The Talking Lead Podcast. And as always, leadheads, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms closer. And your flashlights bright. And make sure they're Streamlight flashlight. Yes. And a very special Merry Christmas to all you lead heads out there. Hope you all have a great and safe Christmas. You get to spend a lot of time with all your loved ones. And I hope you get all the presents that you want from good old Santa Claus. Merry Christmas from all of us here at Talking Lead. And especially from me. Ho, ho, ho.